coming up on the Shelley Irwin Show podcast this morning. Today marks the one-year anniversary that MSU experienced a tragedy on campus. We look at how the university is doing one year later and at an annual fundraising event planned for February 29. Also, the roving mic goes down to NoCo Provisions to talk about a Finnish long drink. Cullen University student Cameron Lockray joins in to talk about his new app. The Daniel and Pamela DeVos Foundation presents a generous gift to the Grand Rapids Symphony. And local author Mickey Carlin joins in to talk about his newest book, Mom, Dad, Not Here. Today, yes, marks a one-year anniversary that MSU experienced tragedy on campus, killing three by a mass shooter. Let's discuss one year later, but yet continue the highlight to highlight the good work being done by the West Michigan Spartans Alum Club, an annual fundraising event planned for January for February 29th. Ooh, leap year. Here we are, Lauren Rademacher on the MSU West Michigan alum board. Oh, you a Spartan for life? Absolutely. There we go. Raul Alvarez, Jr., of course, directing alumni relations with MSU. Uh, go green. Go white. Great oh, to see you. Yeah, good to <laughs> see you as well. I'm an Indiana grad, so I'm neutral with everyone. How's that? Oh, you are wearing the colors. You are an honorary <laughs> Spartan. Uh, no, <laughs> we'll I will accept. Yeah, thank you. Well, I could go into it, but, you know, I've got a dad, a niece, um, an aunt, so we, we, we've got the got dollars. Some blood. We're a little green there's, today. There's we some dollars. Yeah, it. there's some dollars uh, supported. I digress. Let's start with uh, how we are honoring today, and I'll start with you, Raul. You know, Shelley, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, woke up this morning realizing it was the 13th, and um, a year after that, and today is the day we we honor uh, everyone that was affected, in particular Alexandria. Uh, Brian and Ariel, who lost their lives a year ago. Um, sad day for all of us, uh, not just Spartans. And what we found out last year when we started the Spartan Strong Movement is that, uh, you know, everyone came around, even even our friends down the road in Ann Arbor uh, had their own We Are All Spartans, you know, movement. And it was uh, very telling because it touched a lot of people. I know personally it touched the... Uh, my nephew, who was there and who actually had canceled the class in one of the class one of the classrooms while this was taking place, and just it touched all of us. And um, the West Michigan Spartans, along with the other um, the other alumni clubs, uh, have uh, will be commemorating today with luminaries. And I brought you one as an honorary Spartan. Thank you very so much. So the idea is to light them up. It's a, it's a it's a battery operated. Light them up. Put them on your porch. Fire alarm could go off. <laughs> Luckily, they're battery operated. Light them up. Put them on your porch, uh, and then uh, take a picture, um, and you know, share it on social media. Lauren, talk a little bit about you and uh, and your tribute to today. Uh, yes, I will also be lighting a, a luminary, putting it on my porch, um, and then, yeah, it's just mental health in general. That kind of segues into our, our upcoming event, um, which will honor our Legacy Award winner, um, the Greg Montgomery Jr. Foundation. Um, for those who don't know, Greg Montgomery Jr. was an All-American punter at Michigan State. He went on to play nine seasons in the NFL. He was an All-Pro. Um, and unfortunately, he committed suicide at age 55. Um, and then so his family started the foundation for him and they have it just really pushes um, ultimate growth and, you know, raises uh, suicide awareness um, and just, yeah, mental health. It's a, it's a big thing, especially with the shooting. Right. 
Yes, the uh, precious uh, days of life we, uh, uh, we, we, we go forth. So, yes, uh, uh, obviously moments of silence throughout the day, no classes, and uh, think of our brothers and sisters uh, who are going green and going right. So thank you for that. Let's talk, however, uh, about uh, how life moves on. A 14th annual Spartan winter tailgate, as you, you are mentioning, Lauren, with a, a, and a very important tribute. I'll go back to you with the basics, Raul, as, uh, as we do say February 29th. Well, you know, it's a special day because it's leap year. Right, so, <laughs> so um, that's why we picked it. Yeah, it's, it, no. it's yeah. this year. It's a it's a new location. Uh, it is being held at the GLC Monroe, oh, yeah. uh, Twenty Monroe Live. Um, the idea is bringing in uh, Spartans from around the area, celebrate all things Michigan State football. Okay. A lot of excitement, obviously, with the new era in Michigan State football. Um, but the idea is to just that, hence the name tailgate, highlight all the good going on. And part of uh, what Lauren was talking about with the mental health piece, um, I actually was. I'm dating myself, but I was at Michigan State when Greg was a punter back in the 80s. Uh, All-American, just a solid, all-around great individual. Um, and no one really knows what goes on in, you know, with people and what led to, to him taking his own life. But back to the tailgaters, we're actually celebrating all the good. And the idea of having uh, all these Spartans in one place, celebrating the good things at Michigan State, um, the idea behind commemorating and, and really, really... Uh, dedicating this year's award to the Montgomery family says a lot about uh, the program says a lot about the great work that they're doing with their foundation to honor Greg and and also uh, the kind of work that the the West Michigan Spartans are doing to bring light to these serious issues while also celebrating all the good going on with Michigan State football and what's the role of the luminary today the luminary is literally to commemorate just today the three the three Spartans uh, who lost their lives a year ago. Thank you. So. Thank you. Lauren, how does the 29th work, and can one attend if he or she is not a Spartan? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we we welcome everyone. Um, it's just there should be a great panel put on. Um, we have Zeke the Wonder Dog coming yeah, as what's, well. What's up with that? <clears throat> We're, we'll just learn the story behind okay. You know his original owner and his current owner owners and how they got started and that sort of thing. Zeke real quick, if I yes. may, Shelley, because yeah. I don't think um, Zeke is uh, it's a phenomenon on his on his own. Okay. He's been around for years. He has his own social media. You can follow him on social media. But he is literally the he. You know, people that know Michigan State know Zeke the Wonder Dog. He does the halftime shows. Uh, he does during commercial breaks. He does all sorts of great shows. He loves his frisbees. I think he owns, uh, last I heard, Lauren, was about no, 2,350. So he's on Wikipedia. Yes, and he's also on Twitter. Um, he, owns, they, he owns like 2,351 Frisbees or something because they just have so much fun. And that's probably a low number for them. But uh, does great work, and it's going to be great to have him there as part of the celebration. Nice. Yes. Yep, so we have, we have Zeke coming. And, yes, you can, you can bring a group and sponsor a table, get a good dinner, and listen to a great panel being put on. That's going to actually be put on by the Deputy Athletic Director Ashton Henderson and his group, um, Champions Edge, who was also funded by the Montgomery Foundation. And what they do, they they basically check in on everyone in athletics, you know, their health, their mental health, and just mm-hmm. you don't understand sometimes behind the scenes and the toll that cert- certain roles can take on a person. Um, and so that that's a big plug for them is checking in on mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, the the panel topic is mental health. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Um, how does one get a ticket? 
Uh, you can go on Eventbrite. You can search under the MSU Club of West Michigan for, for all of our events going on. We have a lot locally, um, and there's a link there to to buy tickets. Right. And uh, this is an evening event, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. 5 to 9 p.m. Yes. And is it a, I'm, I'm getting into the skinnies here. That's okay. A, a dinner. Yes. So I'm, I'm served. Yep. Dinner, dinner provided. And, and obviously networking. And, and exactly. you really can't beat. Uh, Open bar. Open bar, okay. Uh, GL makes a whole difference. That means I'm riding my Ca- bike. Cashless for yeah. some. Yes. Uh, GLC Live, you can't beat that venue. Yeah, either. it's a great spot. And again, uh, getting together with uh, fellow alum or, of course, uh, alum-to-be and certainly uh, supporters as well. Where do the dollars go in general, Raul? This is uh, the West Michigan Spartans. Um, all the alumni clubs do great work in in raising scholarship money for not just students, but student-athletes. This is one of the biggest fundraisers, the second biggest one being the charity Golf Classic in June. Um, but the work that all the alumni clubs do, in particular this group, the West Michigan Spartans, um, it really kind of flies under the radar because the amount of money, to date, uh, Lauren, if I'm not mistaken, to date, the local club here, the West Michigan Spartans, have raised uh, approximately, I don't know, $1.2, $1.3 million dollars for student scholarships, uh, and these kinds of events support all of that while highlighting the good work being done at Michigan State through athletics. Um, and that's why the, the, the panel with Ashton is so important, too, the, the collaboration that takes place between them and the Montgomery Foundation to address mental health issues and to make sure that the athletes behind the scenes are doing well. These athletes, student athletes, are working really hard, and sometimes they need, a lot of times, they need to be checked on, make sure things are going well. Thank you for that. Details one more time for February 29th, Lauren. Uh, yep, get on Eventbrite, search for the MSU Club of West Michigan. You can find the Spartan Winter Tailgate and all of our upcoming events. You can buy a ticket right there on that link, or you can sponsor a table. <clears throat> also, at that link, starts about doors open to the general public at 6. So come on in, have dinner, enjoy the program, 20 Monroe Live. Great. Thank you. All right. See you all. You especially on the treadmill, Raul. Take Every care day. to you. <laughs> Go green. West Go Michigan Spartans <laughs> Alumni Club, Lauren and Raul. Uh, an important day uh, and yet an important fundraising event moving forward. Thank you. Hey, actor Miles Teller was... Seen on Top Gun Maverick, Whiplash, his team were in town, uh, and him recently sharing news about the Finnish long drink. Have you had the long drink? A celebration at NOCO Provisions. It was a crowd. Roving Microphone caught up with one of the Finnish brewers. We asked, why Miles, and why a trip to GR? Uh, Ere Manor, co-founder of the long drink. All right, we're having a celebration tonight. Uh, tell me about the long drink. Well, yeah, we are. So long drink is, is, uh, is something we've had in Finland for a very long time. Uh, actually, since 1952, when the Finnish government came up with the concept for the Summer Olympics that we were hosting. And uh, since then, it has become the number one alcohol category in Finland, in the Finnish government-owned stores we have. And uh, me and my co-founders, we basically grew up drinking long drink and uh, while doing our studies in the U.S., traveling in the U.S., we noticed that there's not really anything like long drink in the U.S. And why do you say that? Um, well, you come here, you you party with your schoolmates. My Miller Lite, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and you 
kind of try all the all the local stuff, and uh, you every now and then you kind of go to the store and maybe try to find something that reminds you of something from back home. And uh, I feel like uh, like a lot of the stuff was was malt based uh, that that was available back then. It was this was ten years ago, um, and uh, we just figured that like. This doesn't really exist here, so uh, let's uh, let's make our own and uh, start selling and producing in the U.S. Why is it called the long drink? Um, that that is a, a a good question. Like I I don't know like if like anyone actually like knows the actual answer to that. Like I would have to go back to the fifties and and ask the people. Um, so I, I I don't really know where the where the orig- like the name originally came from. So how would you describe the taste? Um, well, we describe it as a a sparkling citrus uh, with a little bit of a, a liquor kick. Uh, so something that's very very refreshing. And how would you use it? Would it be such that it, I would tailgate with it, or would I have it with my you know cocktails before dinner? I think you can have it whenever, like <laughs> tailgates, golf course, by the pool. Like those are the like most obvious ones. Uh, what I personally love is uh, like uh, when I'm uh, hitting the slope, skiing, uh, etc. Like it's, uh, I think it's perfect. Like whenever. Why Michigan? Why Michigan? Yeah, why are you here in Michigan to? to talk long drink uh well michigan has very quickly become our number one market in the u.s uh and and grand rapids is the is kind of the hot spot in michigan so so that's why and you see all ages uh legally uh drinking yeah pretty much uh like yeah like we have 21 year old fans and and we have a 90 year old uh, fans, like I was, I was just in Phoenix staying with some some older older people, and, uh, and they had their fridge stocked with long drink. And uh, is it ma- will it be actually manufactured here, or are you going to just keep? Uh, it'll keep coming from your Finland. No, we've always manufactured in the U.S. So uh, yeah, so we have production in the U.S. And describe again the atmosphere tonight. It is very cool to see. Uh, people enjoying something uh, something you have built. Nice. Tell me how to find out more information. Uh, you can go to longdrink.com and uh, or our our Instagram at longdrink, and uh, there we have everything you need to know. And why Miles is your spokesperson? Uh, well, like Miles was just saying, like it was very organic. He got a taste of it. Uh, he fell in love. Uh, we invited him to Finland, and uh, like that's how the story started evolving. And eventually, like he wanted to to become part of the part of the company. What's the weather like in Finland as we speak? It's cold and dark. Thank you for your time. Thank you. <clears throat> well, this is kind of cool. Here's an app on the App Store to help those who need tasks and odd jobs completed. Well, to those who want to complete them for some extra cash. We're all looking for extra cash these days. Let's talk to you, Cameron Lockery, about this uh, kickback services opportunity for, for many and maybe a little bit about you. Good morning to you, Cameron. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. Calvin University, your home away from home. What you studying? I'm studying marketing and entrepreneurship, so double major. When do you finish? When do you walk? <laughs> I walk in May. 
Nice. Why this degree choice for you? Yeah, um, I'm extremely passionate about marketing and entrepreneurship and being able to help other people rather than just helping myself. So it's super cool. Sounds like something we're going to be talking about. What's your <laughs> dream job? My dream is to be able to kind of start businesses and have them kind of go and just help other people and maybe in something marketing too down the line, but we'll see. Well, it's good. You know, pay a mortgage, get the white picket fence or, or not. Well, obviously, you are already starting that journey with our conversation today. Thanks for reaching out. Cameron, uh, let's talk about kickback services. I did a quick intro. What's this all about? Yeah, Kickback Services is a local service marketplace where individuals who uh, need help either snow shoveling, lawn mowing, a lot of like low skill things can go on the app, post it and get it completed by motivated individuals who are looking to make some extra cash. How'd this idea come to be? Yeah, um, so in 2022, me and my buddy started a small pressure washing business and it went, it was so much fun. But some of our customers would call us back and say, hey, we need mulching. We need our rocks moved, just like miscellaneous stuff. And I love doing it. I kind of wondered, what if there's an app out there where I could do this stuff and make some cash whenever I wanted? And unfortunately, there was not. So that's where I started the long process of making Kickback. And then in September, Kickback finally came out. Right. Let's do the, the where and when and hows. So this is an app that I would download uh, from my uh, app store? Correct. It is available on Android and iOS. Okay. Got to cover your bases. And there's also a website. Correct. Uh, the website is full of more information if you wanted to learn more about Kickback and how it works. And how does it work? So let's just say uh, I need... Um, I need my lawn mode. Uh, I'm thinking spring, you know, say, say May. Uh, where do I start? Yeah, um, you can simply start by downloading the app, make an account, and then you'll be prompted to either select if you'd like help or if you'd want to help others. And so if you select you need help, you can go uh, on the app, post a task you need done, and then that gets posted to a map where other taskers and other individuals can see your post, apply, and then you get to select who you like, and then once you select who you like, then you get to text and message them, and then it's prompted where you, the task gets completed, and then you pay them all through the app. So basically, you don't really play a role in the matchmaking you personally, correct? Uh, I do not play a role in the matchmaking. I just pretty much made the marketplace. Yes. So, and I guess it's a serious question. Everybody's pretty much on their own to make sure that, uh, you know, a person's good for his, uh, his or her, uh, you know, uh, commitments and more. Um, yes, but on the app, there's also a review system. So where like, if these people are good, they'd have five stars, or if they don't have any reviews or bad reviews, they'd either have none or low stars. So that's where you'd be able to discern between people you'd actually want to help you and those who you would not. What's your uh, geographical area here? Yeah, the geographical area is we are starting out West Michigan. Technically, there is no restraint on where it could be, but I am focusing on marketing in West Michigan, Grand Rapids, Holland, Muskegon, and kind of the surrounding area. And, uh, I think you mentioned this, Cameron, but has it already been working? Have you already uh, seen some some uh, responsibilities both ways? And can you give me an example? 
Yeah. Uh, so over this past uh, snowstorm that kind of, oh, it, it got Grand Rapids great. And so uh, on kickback and thanks to another news outlet, we went from 200 users to 615. And so people were posting uh, snow shoveling requests. Uh, one of my buddies from Calvin made $70 off the app just doing these requests. And I think that's so awesome that he gets some money and that the person that needed their snow shoveling done, they they get the work uh, completed. So that's awesome. I like this again. I'm I'm on your website, kickbackservices.com. Easy as one, two, three. Post a task you need completed. Painting, gardening, you name it. Hire a tasker, as you're mentioning. Um, yes, review their account and their ratings. Thank you for that backup. And then, well, you got to pay pay through it. Uh, tips are important with this, I see. Yeah. After uh, a service is completed and you really like the person, you can tip them on the app. Or if you really, really like them, you could also go in your messaging and then re-sign them up for another private task. So that way you can rehire them. Cameron, what are you getting from this? Yeah. Um, so Kickback takes a very small 5% fee to both sides. And so that's Kickback's revenue structure. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it works at the moment. Just a simple marketplace. Buck stops here or starts here. You've got to uh, <laughs> be responsible for that. How is this? Um, I mean, have you brought this up with your professors? I mean, this is obviously a, a, a lesson in marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of Calvin, it started a lot of Calvin and their entrepreneurship club that really helped me get it off the ground. And so my professors have been super, super helpful and encouraging and they have pretty much given me the entire like steps on how I was able to completely build this thing from the ground up. And so my professors at Calvin have been a huge, huge help. I like this. Kickback. Let someone else handle it. <laughs> Learn to do that. Cameron Lockery with us, a senior with Calvin University, and of course talking about this opportunity for you, know, you to get a little help or to give a little help. So what happens, uh, you know, Monday after graduation for you? Monday after graduation, I would... You're allowed to sleep in, I guess. (laughs) Maybe I'll take a day off where I'll sleep. But um, ideally, I would like to work on kickback alongside, but maybe even starting a marketing agency specifically in paid ads, because I'm also running paid ads on Facebook at the moment, and it is seemingly going well, and that's a skill I would like to sharpen and grow um, alongside working on kickback. Great. Good to share your story. So, Cameron, uh, where do I start to uh, to get started? Yeah, um, if you'd like to get started and kick back, relax, let someone else handle it, all you have to do is look up Kickback Local Services on either Android or iOS and hit the download button, and your journey starts there. I like this. 20-plus different types of tasks, 600-plus happy users, and a lot of dollars raised each way. All right, Cameron, go get them. Study hard and uh, continued success to you. (laughs) Thank you. He's been at the helm for six months. Maybe 66 months. I look forward to that conversation. Let's speak with the CEO of our Grand Rapids Symphony, Keith Elder, in the house. Well, let's see. That means you have not gone through all four seasons here in West Michigan, my friend. We ha- I have not gone through all four seasons, but I've been able to enjoy the wonderful uh, summertime and then a little bit of snow. So it's been great. Hailing from uh, coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, we've had uh, the 101s with you. Uh, 
How are you doing? How's West Michigan treating you? West Michigan is fabulous. It's been a great year so far with the orchestra. Uh, we had a great celebration last week, Celebration of Soul and Symphony of Soul, sold-out concert. Um, it, it, it is a wonderful place for the arts, Grand Rapids. Good. Thank you for sharing that. And, of course, under a great uh, music director, and uh, certainly you can't do it without the uh, uh, those who are playing the instruments and certainly a strong board and uh, the audience as well. So we move on to talking about how the community comes together, a foundation comes together to fund a Grand Rapids Symphony Music Director Chair. What's this even mean? So um, our music director, Marcelo Leniger, we're so lucky to have him here in Grand Rapids. I had worked with him in Boston with the Boston Symphony when he was an assistant there. And, uh, you know, uh, this, is, this, this is what Grand Rapids is about, is the philanthropic community and the support from the philanthropic community and uh, you know Dan and Pamela DeVos have uh, um, agreed to support our music director's chair uh, and through a gift uh, over the next three years they're going to be supporting our music director which will allow us to continue what we do and continue sharing with this great community. So we're calling it funding a chair but basically uh, we've got uh, our music director for at least three more years. We have our music director at least for a three more years uh, funded under this chair, but we have him through our 100th anniversary, which will be coming up in 2030, which is uh, something, you know, it seems far away, but we're starting to work on that, and we've got some exciting and uh, special things we'll be doing as we build up to that 100th anniversary. You only turn 100 once. You're right. You we're well on our way here. Yeah. This gift recognizes the commitment to arts in West Michigan. Of course, uh, uh, Director Langer's strong artistic leadership. Take me back to I don't know the I don't know need to know all that went on behind the the scenes. But how does uh, how do Dan and Pamela DeVos come to the come to the forefront here? Um, I mean, if you think of the the DeVos family and and, and Rich and Helen and the the sort of legacy there of uh, support for all the arts. Um, and, you know, with this gift, Dan and Pamela are continuing that legacy with that wonderful family uh, into that next generation. Um, and, you know, the importance of having live classical music downtown, which then brings people downtown. I mean, if it, the, at the Symphony of Soul concert the other night, there was actually cars everywhere and parking and people going to restaurants, and there was a vibrancy to downtown. Uh, and that's what live music and live music at that at the Voss Hall does, um, and their support for our music director uh, is what allows us to be able to do that and to be able to really um, plan and, and and share over the next three years some great music with a wonderful wonderful director at our home, Marcella Leniger. Thank you for that. And again, to, uh, boy, he's been music director of the symphony since 2016. And then again, uh, we often, uh, he, uh, whether there's a guest conductor, I mean, obviously he's he's doing other things as well. Recently appointed as artistic director of the Bellingham Festival of Music. Yes, that's a festival uh, on the other coast, on the on the West Coast. Um, but the, the interesting about Marcelo uh, compared to other music directors is he lives here. His children go to school here. He is part of the fabric of this community. Um, you know, the, the, the fabric of who he is is the Grand Rapids Symphony. 
Um, and so when he's going off and whether he's conducting in, in Budapest or whether in Europe somewhere, or he is bringing Grand Rapids with him. Uh, and so that's what's so exciting. Um, we just had some auditions um, come up, uh, and, wow. and our auditions come up every 25 to 50 years. Really? It's that infrequent? It is that infrequent. Our, our principal flute, who is retiring this year, has been in the orchestra for almost 50 years. And so we've had players from all over the world come to Grand Rapids to audition so that we can have the best musicians on this stage for this community. Keith Elder with us again, CEO of the Grand Rapids Symphony. Dan and Pamela DeVos, the fund is now Grand Rapids Symphony Music Director Chair Funding. And, of course, uh, keeping uh, um, our music director, Mr. Leninger, uh, for at least three more years as we look at 2030. I've done the math. I know how old I'll be, but that's okay. We're all uh, aging gracefully. (laughs) Keith, um, the symphony is, I just saw it in my notes, one of, just to toot your horn, one of the above only 50 full-time orchestras in the country. Only 50 full-time orchestras, right? Correct. We, our our wow. musicians are full-time employees. They, they perform every week. Uh, and there are only 50 orchestras in the, in the United States that are that way. And so we are so fortunate um, here in Grand Rapids. I mean, in, in the state of Michigan, there's, there's two. There's the Detroit Symphony and the Grand Rapids Symphony uh, that have full-time musicians uh, of a core of that size. Yeah. Um, so, and what that does is it allows us to bring amazing music, uh, in to the, to this community. Um, and so, uh, and with that, you know, we're already planning next year and we'll be announcing that in a okay. very special way in March, uh, where we'll be offering a free concert that you can come and hear excerpts of next year's season, uh, and, and, and become part of our family doesn't stop but of course we enjoy this year as well and of course the great education the music education department uh, and the other venues in which you you bring uh, your talents uh, uh, non-stoppable unstoppable any other um, I mean only been here six months have you have you accomplished all your dreams yet well <laughs> I think I think dreams start at uh, looking at that hundredth anniversary and really celebrating and you know the, the big thing with this orchestra is, is having this orchestra part of all the major events that we're doing with this grand city and, you know, connecting uh, and making it so that um, all of Western Michigan gets to, to share in this great music making. And, and the, the key is live music making, which is uh, really exciting. Thanks again to the, the Dan and Pamela DeVos Fund for uh, funding this three-year chair for music director Marcelo Leninger. All right, how can the community help uh, you be bigger and better, Keith Elder? Well, the, the, the way you can help is by going to grsymphony.org and uh, um, looking at our season. Come and enjoy a wonderful evening, an experience of classical music, um, and uh, be part of, uh, you know, keeping your eyes open for the events that we're looking at for the summertime. Look at our season that we're going to be announcing in March. Um, look at Celebration of Soul for next year. We're going to be having, a, we announced our artist at the concert. Uh, we've got Common coming in to be an artist with the, with the orchestra. Uh, and this orchestra is, you know, we're going to be making a national uh, splash as we're moving forward over the next uh, three to five years with our great music director, uh, Marcelo. That's where we leave you. Keith Elder, thank you very much. Continue uh, your leadership, and uh, glad that we can speak about this great opportunity. Take care to you. Thank you, Joe.
Mickey Carolyn in the house. He's been here before. He'll be here again. His latest work is out today. Talk about timeliness. He's no stranger to authoring Mom, Dad, Not Here, 30 Powerful Stories and Lessons About Leadership, Life, and Love from My Deaf Parents. Mickey, glad that you are back. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's great to be back, and thank you for having me again, Shelley. Carolyn, of course, pronounced uh, Carolyn, but spelled C-A-R-O-L-A-N. I've had to deal with life uh, pretty much throughout life with that uh, that difference, correct? That's correct. You are an author uh, and, of course, a, a son and much, much more athlete. Uh, and here we are uh, uh, putting the spotlight on mom and dad. Tell me about your youth. Let's get right there. So it really starts with the, the title bearer of the in the chapter, the very first chapter is titled Mom, Dad, Not Here. And for those of that uh, listen to the show regularly and listen to me last time, it really centers around a phone call I took at the age of four years old. At the age of four years old, I answered a phone, this yellow putrid phone on the wall, rotary dial. I answered it, and the person on the other line said, uh, uh, is Mr. Carlin there, mispronouncing my father's name? And I said, uh, Mom, Dad, Not Here. They said, excuse me, what'd you say? I said, Mom, Dad, not here. They hung up. I went back to my Saturday morning cartoons, not thinking none otherwise. And uh, about 15 minutes later, there's a knock on the door. I pointed to the door. My father, big 5'11", 220, got up and rumbled to the door and opened it. And there were two police officers. They, was, they thought it was a child welfare case because I said, Mom, Dad, not here. And that's where it all started. That's where I learned that communication is important and it's everybody's responsibility now let's play uh with the word here mom dad not here can be spelled h-e-r-e which they probably thought you meant versus the title of your book mom dad not here why the h-e-a-r well that that is at four years old exactly what i meant my my language was not very strong as most four-year-olds is not so I did not, at that time, understand the difference between H-E-R-E and H-E-A-R. I was just trying to tell the person on the other line that, hey, my mom and dad cannot talk on the phone like a regular person because they can't hear you. So you grew up, and again, we'll, we'll start blunt and then obviously get to, to present day with deaf parents. I did, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be very transparent and in the book. I did my best to bring positivity and shed light on it. Uh, There's too much written out there about the negativity and the trials and tribulations. And this is why this book is different. It's laid out differently. It's not your traditional memoir. But, yeah, did I have my times during my youth where um, I resented having you interpret a lot? I talk about it. There's a chapter called Heavy Are the Hands That Form the Signs. Right, so if you if you know about the mis, misquoted Shakespeare quote out there that talks about heavy is the head that wears the crown, well, I talk about it a lot. When you're the eldest born child of any English second language, not just in the deaf community, if you have to bounce between interpreting for your parents and being a child, that can that gets uh, that gets weighty. It gets weighty, and and. You know, truth be told, I probably didn't respond to it very well when I was younger, and I've had that epiphany. It's taken me the loss of my father and 40-plus years to realize, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you had such a unique childhood that really built who you were today. Why do you call this a non-traditional memoir? So it, it is three parts. 
30 chapters where I talk about leadership, life, and love, 10 chapters per. And I say it's non-traditional in a sense. Most memoirs will take you through the journey of an author's life or, or that uh, you know, celebrity's life. I take you through the journey. I try to take you through a laugh, laugh, cry model. So I take you through these, these whole host of emotions where you're laughing and you're laughing and then you realize, oh, that's a great lesson behind it. And so it's just laid out differently and that's why I'm calling it a non-traditional memoir. Uh, let me continue uh, kind of setting the scene. You've lost your father. Correct. How is mom? Mom is doing great. In fact, we made the executive decision between my sister and I to relocate her from the thumb of Michigan where I grew up to the Grand Rapids area, and she lives about uh, eight minutes from where I do now. And the main reason we moved her over here was the Grand Rapids West Michigan healthcare system and the access she has to the premier medical care in America. I, it, we, we're, we've got fantastic options here. We brought her over here and immediately saw her, her health change trajectory. So we're very blessed to have this in, in her backyard book comes out today, Mom, Dad, Not Here, H-E-A-R, 30 Powerful Stories and Lessons About Leadership, Life, and Love from my deaf parents, Mickey Carolyn, with us. So give me a lesson about leadership. Yeah, so um, one of the lessons I really look at is Mm -hmm. um, being an advocate and standing up for yourself, right? So I talk about that in the chapter here, advocating for the people you love and the people you care about. And in this in this case, it's a non-apparent disability. If my mother and I were standing uh, right next to each other in front of you right now, until I turned to talk to her in American Sign Language, you would not suspect anything about it until we started communicating, right? And what happens is, is people can see different types of physical disabilities that are, are visual. They can see homelessness. They can see all of these different things. But it's, it's tough to see deafness right and when you can't apply that the support and the advocacy behind it is is that much tougher i mean you support a ton of uh, groups and communities in in the in the local area and you see a lot of what i'm talking about where different groups have different levels of advocacy and that's one thing we can do um, much better as human beings in the leadership role from the girl scouts to csnip there we are Pause in the cause, why, yes, so many organizations needing our help. Let me hear a story about life. Right, so uh, one of the stories about life is about hunting, okay? We're in, we're in Michigan. I grew up in a very rural area where deer hunting was a thing. In fact, in a lot of places, it was a, it was a, a day-off holiday. Um, and my father... He, he liked to try to hunt. And I take you through a journey of that where beca- in, in hunting, we've got to respect the woods and we have to be quiet, right? Well, when you're deaf, you do not realize how loud you are or you can be or you don't realize how, how loud opening up that piece of beef jerky is as a snack, right? Yeah. So um, when we take th- go through the um, hunting lesson, it is, it is what I... F- I think if you're a hunter, a pretty comical chapter, and because he would consistently blame other hunters in the area for the reason he was never seeing deer. But I take you through an actual timeline in the story of, hey, 
Five minutes later, he stepped out to go to the restroom outside, you know, and not realizing all of this impacted it. So that's that's one thing. And what that really drove is my understanding of getting prepared and being patient and really being successful. Because I, I didn't harvest my first deer when I was younger until after I started hunting by myself. I never harvested one when uh, when I was with uh, with him. <laughs> cool. Tell me the third leg, love, and I'll, I'll kind of lead the conversation. This is part three. What is the Deaf Club? So the Deaf Club is, so there's, and this is unique to, it's really heavily weighted in the east side of the state. So the Deaf Club are usually nonprofit agencies where you have, um, certain communities where they go and congregate. It's truly a club. So, for example, the one that I was raised in is the Tri-City Association for the Deaf. It's on Schust Road in Saginaw, Michigan. There's also a Flint Association for the Deaf. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a more popular one. There's Detroit Association for the Deaf. They're usually framed up that way. What ends up happening is you do not see the biggest community you have in West Michigan's uh, Deaf and Hard of Hearing Services, where I sit on the board. Yes, and, good organization. And that one, there isn't a true Deaf club as you know it. A Deaf club is ran by the members, um, and it is it is one big family. It's it's where their their tribe is, and a lot of that has to do with way back, even before my time, probably before your time, philosophical differences in in the educational system. Uh, between um, the west side of Michigan and the east side of Michigan. East side of Michigan also houses the Michigan School for the Deaf. And because of that, that is ASL-driven, ASL-first language, whereas um, that helped build that community. And so we're trying to drive that in West Michigan through Deaf and Hard of Hearing Services. We've got a long way to go. We could use the support of a ton of other people. But that is the Deaf Club, and that is where I first learned about culture. Any other story to share? Again, talking with you, Mickey, Carolyn, mom, dad, not here. Yeah, so one of the things that uh, folks overlook, and I actually, this was the third title for this book. This, the, 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 the work in pro- progress title I was working under was called Living as a Coda. Well, one of my author mentors, Lane Walker. And remind me, Coda means... That Coda means child of deaf adults, and that's exactly what he said. He said, Mickey, if I'm walking by this on a bookshelf in a, in a store, I'm walking by it because I have no idea what Coda means. He says, you need something at that time, like he said, you need something like, can you hear me now, or something provocative. I said, well, wait a minute. It's staring me in that the didn't face. A tel- a tel- didn't Verizon steal that one? Uh, Verizon, Kevin Hart, just about everybody else. Okay. Everybody did. So you yeah. ended up with mom, dad, not here. Which was chapter one. It was staring me in the face all along, and there it was. So today's a big day. How does it work? So today it is available for sale. It's been on pre-order uh, for the last few weeks, and uh, I'm I'm very pleased with the support I've gotten by by everyone, uh, this past weekend we uh, we achieved an Amazon bestseller tag within uh, within its category. We're currently in multiple categories, a number one new release. I, and I have to thank everybody that's taken a, a moment to spend any type of money on purchasing one. If you've asked your library to buy it, if you walked into an independent bookstore, which I recommend, any of that, 
thank you. And I, I have to also thank you to, to my family because when you're, when you're going through this, you are laser focused on getting this thing published and this out there, and it is on record for eternity. That is, that is a legacy. My children's children are going to be able to pick up this book and understand a little bit more about their great-great-grandparents at that point. So, Well, well celebrate today uh, as it's also Fat Tuesday, so, you know, uh, do what you need to do. But uh, is there a, a website as well? There is. So it's MickeyCarolyn.com is my main website where I do, uh, for those that are interested, public, public speaking as well as author visits, Clubs, um, right? Book clubs, you, you name it. There's different things that uh, you can contact me on there. I'm easy to reach. And then you can, the book is available uh, anywhere out there. Will there be another book? Uh, I believe there is. There's two or three ideas queued up. Nothing uh, that's been written just yet, but I have some things in, in my mind. I got to get this one up and rolling first and go from there. Oh, that's right. Stay in the present. Thank you, Mickey. Uh, congratulations on your success thus, thus far. Hello to mom and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, and I appreciate you having me, and uh, thanks for what you do. Your inspiration for the day, according to Charles Dickens. What's he saying? There is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. Okay. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Shelley Irwin. Have a great day.